2019, and welcome to the Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast, uplifting self-love with beauty, respect, and honor, and yes, freedom of expression for women, and more specifically, women of color. Our acronym is S-E-X-C-B-A-B-E, stands for Sisters Extraordinaire Circle, inspiring black and brown extraordinaire, because sexy babes rock. In this 2019 episode, it's all about new beginnings, and we zoom in across the pond to talk to our sister-inspiring Colleen Morgan. Colleen is a co-founder of the We First, that's Women Extraordinaires, and a contributor of Me First, Maximizing Excellence. So, let's check in and begin. We have one ask, there are many ways you can lend your support, so Take a moment to give a five-star rating on Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, Sister Extraordinaire page. Follow us, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Sister Love, at SongBee510, and Instagram, that's Red Sonia, R-E-D-D-S-O-N-J-A, at SongBee. We accept and appreciate your financial support or donation at patreon.com forward slash Sister Love. Now, let's begin with our sister across the pond. Hey, and Happy New Year. We've got Colleen Morgan across the pond, our queen sister love. Happy New Year, Colleen. Happy New Year to you as well, sis. Oh, yeah. How's things going so far? Well, you know, I brought in the New Year with a, a bit of a bug and that had me down for a moment, but I'm doing a much, much better now. And good. How about yourself? Good, good. Yeah, so if you hear me choke yeah. a little bit, cough a little bit, excuse me to our listeners. Um, you know, I'm, yes. I'm working through it, but I'm a lot better. And how are you, sis? Yes, I had. Yes, I am good. I'm well. I mean, I had a little bit of a bug last year, too. So I might have a little tickly cough like yourself. Uh-huh. So excuse me. But I'm feeling a lot, lot better. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, um, and how, by the way, how's the weather over there in London? The weather's not too bad. It's kind of cold and crisp, so you do need to wrap up a nice fur-lined or, you know, a, 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 a very warm coat, hat and a scarf. Right. But, yeah, the weather's, the weather's, the weather's decent. <laughs> That's what I was saying. What about in California? How's in California, uh, normally would be sunny. It's raining today, but actually it's beautiful in the Bay Area, even with the rain and the gray clouds. And, you know, we really welcome it. So, Yeah. I miss the Bay Area. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bay Area misses you, too. Oh. So we got to get you over. Yeah. We got to get you over. Sometime soon. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. So our um, topic of the day is all about new beginnings. I was so happy when I um, received your topic um, because I felt like, oh, last year was quite a challenging one. Let's put it that way for me. Yes. yeah, it was a very challenging one. So, yeah, I'm quite happy to talk about new beginnings. Well, excellent. And, you know, I think one of the things, too, is just uh, 
you know, we all, a lot of times the end of the year and the beginning of the year uh, is a, a jury period for people, you know, in the lives of mm-hmm. people. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, I usually like to spend a little reflective time uh, about reflecting on that year, uh, you know, closing and going into a new year. Yes. But really mm-hmm. just uh, letting go the things that didn't serve me, even if they were bitter, they were lessons. Um, yes. Whatever lessons. I, the only thing I need to take from the bitterness is is the lesson concentrated into a, a little cube of, of, of bitterness and put it, add some sweetness to it and take the lesson that enriches me so I can move forward and plan and be open to a positive flow and energy for the new year. Oh, no, totally. And it definitely does. You know, you do need to do that reflection as you're closing out an old year, going into a new year to be thinking about, you know, what are your priorities? What are your goals? What do you want? And again, like what you mentioned, what was learned from the past year and how you can do things differently that are going to, you know, uplift you or empower you or, you know, just give you something going into the, the, the new year. And, you know, there were so many things that I learned from last year because last year was my year for um, quite a few, you know, different health issues, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it just kind of meant that a lot of my goals and my plans kind of fell to the wayside because I was spending a lot of time just kind of focusing on, you know, what was going on with my, you know, my body and my mental health. And that kind of, you know, like I said, took up most of my year. But as the year started to close out, it was, you know, that time, like you said, to just reflect and just say, wow, you know, what what have I achieved this year? What haven't I achieved? And not to beat myself up for what I haven't achieved. Right. But just to know that, you know, sometimes when these things happen, it's a wake-up call. Yes. And for me, I feel like the health issues were a big wake-up call because it was just a reminder that I'm not really taking care of my health in the way that I should be. Yes. You know, that's now, yeah. I have a question for you um, because sometimes, mm. you know, you could be on a healthy path and you think you're on the right path, and we've probably witnessed this happening to people, and uh, they're doing, mm. they think they're doing everything right, and they're moving on in their life, and then suddenly something they're hit with something unexpected yeah and yeah so mm, mm-hmm. you, you know i uh so i just wanted to ask you so uh in this case because i've always known you miss colleen morgan queen morgan to be a person that uh really took very good care and of of your health you've always watched your diet i know that you became a vegan right Yes, I did. Yep. Yes. I'm not a vegan now, but I was a vegan for about a year and a half. Right. And probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I did it because my son became a vegan. So I thought, well, let me support him. And obviously, I'm going to cook him his meals. So, you know, but well, I still cook sort of, yeah, 70% vegan. But I do eat a bit of fish now. So, but most of my meals are really vegan. Okay. So this is a good time to ask you these questions. Okay. So I'm going to put a couple of questions to you because when you did that because your son was a vegan 
what benefits did you notice in those year and a half? And then now, then fast forward to today, when you <clears throat> decided to integrate protein back into your diet mm-hmm. and the decisions for that. So I'll let you talk. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I think a year and a, in that year and a half, um, the, the, the main thing to say, I mean, picking up on the point, I'm going to come back to that, but picking up on a point mm-hmm. that you said earlier, which was about, you know, you know, doing things and keeping yourself healthy and eating right and taking exercise, when we're talking about health, there are four elements to your health and well-being. So you've got your physical health, you've got your mental health, you've got your spiritual health, and you've got your emotional health. And my emotional health and my spiritual health were the two that were suffering. Ah. And, you know, you don't always see the outward ramifications of that, where you might see it with your physical health, because if you're not eating right and taking exercise, and, you know, you're going to put on weight, and that's very visible to people. But with your mental health and your spiritual health, people don't always see that. Yes. And what, what happened with me was I'm generally a very, you know, outgoing and very vivacious character, but my mental health was really suffering because I had a lot of stress going on around me. Yes, okay. And so even if I'm eating right and even if I'm exercising and I've got this other stress going on, it's counterproductive Mm -hmm. because you don't see what you're doing to yourself internally. And I think that's what happened to me last year. And so as the year was wearing, you know, coming to, not coming to a close, but sort of halfway through the year, I mean, I was, you know, it was just things that, I was dealing with, I thought, wow, I would never, ever be in that position, but mm. I was. And that was sort of quite an eye-opener for me. Wow. So you think that, yeah. so really key is, not well, key, I think it's a, probably a continuous lesson about those four elements of our, key elements of our health is balance, creating balance. Oh, definitely it's balance. And my biggest lesson Mm-hmm. learned from last year is my health is my wealth wow. and without my health you know I have nothing I can't take care of my family I can't take care of my son I couldn't work you know because I was so ill and so your health is everything wow. and like I said that includes all of those four elements the physical the spiritual the mental and the emotional. Yes. And, you know, I feel like it begins with the physical. Because <laughs> if you're physically active, you know, that's helping your mental. Because you're raising your endorphin levels and all your happy hormones. And you're mm. getting clarity in your mind. And you're able to think straight and more clearly. So the physical is definitely, you know, you know one of the key ones of those four. Because it will kind of help the others the spiritual right. and the emotional. Wow, can you imagine? So, I can see where yeah, the sexual adds to that. Your wealth. Yes, your <laughs> health is your wealth. And, you know, that was just one of the key lessons, right, that I learned last year and as I've been reflecting on right. 
on that year. Well, you know, and I, I was just, I just made a little comment. You probably didn't hear me, but I was just thinking, you know, the happy hormones and physical health. So this is where if you have a very good uh, sexual and healthy relationship that can add, enhance, or it can negate from that balance. So, oh, totally. You know, all relationships totally. actually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, you have to kind of look at. I mean, for me, it was, you know, you, you have to have this kind of honest discussion with yourself about what's going on, not just within you, but around you that's yes. contributing to your health. Because, you know, if you're, for example, if you are living in a, a, a household or, you know, some kind of whatever your living arrangement is, mm-hmm. and you might be in a toxic relationship mm. with a partner, mm-hmm. a, a friend, your child, your parent, whoever it might be, that's having an impact. Yes. That's having an impact internally that you may, nobody can see that visibly unless you're really walking around like with your head down and sort of dragging your feet and people can see that something's going on with you. But with me, people couldn't tell because I would just put on that happy face Mm. all Mm. the time. But then I'd go back to my little, you know, abode and I would be unhappy and I'd be miserable. And, you know, there was so much going on. So you really have to kind of look at what's going on externally and understand how that's impacting you internally. So even your friends, you right. know, who have you yes. got around you? Are these people uplifting you? Or right. are they dragging you down? Are they constantly oh. leaning on you and taking yes. from you? And we have all had friends like that. Yes. Those you know, toxic I know relationships. <laughs> toxic relationships, you know. And not only that, um, yeah. and, now I, and, and I'm, I'm listening and hearing you clearly because... I think for me, the lesson was about uh, disappointments, putting too much into mm-hmm. those relationships and people who continuously let you down. And after a while or years, you know, you have to realize that these are toxic and not healthy relationships. If they, they're not, if there's not a mutual honor and respect, if they're continuously, you're being let down by people or disappointing uh, that just that drains your energy, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And totally, you've got to decide to distance yourself for your own well-being. Oh, totally, totally agree with you. I mean, I've, you know, I've had so many situations um, where I have given so much of myself, yes. so much, way and be above and beyond what I should have given because that's just who I am. I am a giver. I like, you know, being nice and kind to people. And if it's a kind word that I can give them, you know, I'll do that if it's going to uplift somebody and it's going to empower somebody. But there does come a point where you have to just say, no, enough is enough. This, You know, when you've got someone around you that's literally a leech (laughs) and sucking the life out of you, Mm -hmm. you have to understand you are allowing that person to do that to you. It's nothing to do with them. It's about you and what you're allowing to have in your life. Right. People are people. They are going to be who they are. But you have to take a stance and say, you know what? No, I'm worth more than that. I'm this, I'm that. And if you can't, you know, uplift me, motivate me, inspire me, then I absolutely can't have you in my life. Right. And that's the bottom line. 
And I think that's where you have to uh, have a tough love decision, even if it's very, very close relationships, um, sometimes familial totally. relationships. And, and the tough love is whether it's a, a child, a parent, a sibling, an uncle, or aunt, whatever, that, uh, yeah. that certain yeah. behavior of theirs is toxic and you become codependent. And it could be a, a, a mate. But once you get into that yeah. codependent place, you're almost uh, mm-hmm. brainwashed or trained to feel guilty by distancing or not, you know, uh, 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 abiding by whatever their will is for you. And that guilt can yes. be overwhelming and it's toxic too. The best thing is that you have to take care of self. My health is my wealth. And I, I love that. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. That's my mantra this year. That's what it's all about for me this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I've come into this year just focusing on that, my health. I've also <coughs> got my, my other goals aside from that. And without my health, how can I achieve those goals like last year? I was unable to do so many things, and I really don't want to kind of, you know, put myself as much as I can be in control I really do not want to put myself in a position like that again. Yes. Wow. Well, that's, it sounds like you've got a clear lesson. So is there anything that Mm. you do as a reminder? Like some people, you know, you uh, put up uh, posters or, you know, a, uh, a year's goal or I don't want to call it a wish board or a dream board, but a vision board or something that this just says, you know what? I do that. Uh, for myself as a reminder uh, about yeah. some of my goals, one of my priorities. It's like, what are my priorities right now? It is, I have to get clear at the end of the year. It's not about other people. And it's also letting go of, of, of not only disappointing people, but the disappointment itself, that I don't replay it. Yes. Actually divorce myself from yes. the disappointment. It, just release it. Let it go. You know, tear up, a, write it on a yes. piece of paper, all the things that disappointed you, uh, by others or even yourself tear it up with pieces yes. pieces of paper burn it with a candle of release white candle release yes letting go blow it away oh, the wow. ashes and saw see the ashes go away and it's gone it's gone back into the earth you oh. release it so now that 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 energy in a physical way you've carried it out you know, physically, you visualized it, you've carried it yes. out physically, now release it mentally and, and spiritually, you know, and release the emotion. I've got Don't. a story. Oh, please, share. I have a story share. to share. share. I have a story to share about exactly what you've just said. Okay. You know, releasing. Yes. Okay, so um, 10 years ago, I began a relationship with a man, mm-hmm. and the relationship was, you know, we were okay, we were together first three and a half years and you know I broke it off because there was so many things that I felt like he should have been doing that he wasn't doing Mm -hmm. and so broke it off after three and a half years you know met somebody else went into another relationship but this other person just kept still hanging around hanging around but not really saying anything not really expressing himself or communicating what it was he wanted from me, but just kept hanging around. So in the end, I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to keep him at a distance, you know, block his number and all of these kinds of things. Did that. Anyway, he got through to me via a friend and about a year ago, because I'd not spoken to him for about three years, 
So mm. about a year ago, he resurfaces and wants to know why I'm not talking with him. So I decide to meet him. We go out to dinner and I sit down and I say, right, okay, this, 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 and this. These are my reasons. And so he was, you know, making all these excuses. And I was, you know, having to challenge him on those excuses and challenge him. And then, you know, at the end of the evening, he said to me, well, are we good now? And I mm. said, well, I wouldn't say we're good. Because obviously you've got work to bit to do if you want to be good with me, mm-hmm. but we're okay. And obviously I'm talking to you, so mm-hmm. it's about what you now do mm-hmm. if you want to build a friendship with me. However, the whole year has gone by, you know, loads <laughs> of different things where I just didn't really hear from him. I realized if I didn't pick up the phone and call him, then he wasn't calling me. So it got to October. And at that point, it was 10 years that I'd actually known this person. They'd been in my life for 10 years, and I still hadn't established a friendship after having a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I decided to write a letter expressing all my feelings, but not that I was going to post it. Mm -hmm. And on Halloween, I decided to burn that letter and kind of just do a little... Wow. You know, kind of ritualistic yes. ceremony. Yes. And it was all good. And I, you know, wished him well and just basically said, you know, I cannot have you in my life because for, for, for all of this time that you have been in my life, hmm. I don't know what it is you want from me. And so you have to get to a point like that with people. Right. And like you're saying, whatever it is that you need to do, to kind of eliminate that person out of your life. But what you must do is always wish them well and send them with love. You never, you know, send somebody away with malice. Right. Because that doesn't serve you in the long run. Send them with love. I like that. Send them with love. Yes. You have to. And sometimes that can be difficult because when we're in a place where we're being really hurt by somebody... What is our natural instinct? Right. Wow. To hurt back. Right. It's to hurt back. Mm-hmm. That's our natural instinct. It's like, well, you hurt me, so I've got to think of something to do to hurt you. But there is more power in sending that person with love and doing nothing. You're absolutely right. I, I love that. And that's the, that release. That's beautiful. Colleen, you said it. Yes. Send them oh, with no, love. It was, it, I tell you what, one of the most powerful things I have ever done for myself, because I've taken control. Mm-hmm. I've taken complete control. And I've decided you do not have a place in my life. Right. And that's just the I've given you 10 years to have a place in my life. Yes. And yes. you've done nothing. So you don't actually warrant a place in my life because this is a pattern and you have to recognize when people are showing you who who they are, Yes, you can't change that person. You, That's who they are. There it is. When people show you who they are, they, how they show up is who they are. And so that there's the disappointment yeah. again that I was referring to. That, you know, repeatedly allowing people to create the same disappointment, the same wounds, injuring the same injury, re-injuring over mm-hmm. and over. You have to decide <clears throat> you want to get out of the mm-hmm. pathology. And that you take yeah. control that you're not allowing it anymore. But you don't hold the bitterness, but you send them with love. And there's nothing more empowering 
to know, and I, I came to this decision on a personal relationship in a marriage. When I came to a divorce, mm. a moment of re- realization mm-hmm. that this pain was so great, so much greater than me. How can I bear it, Lord? <laughs> this is on my shoulder. And I realized <laughs> that the most powerful thing that I could do was to stand in the light, in the sun, in my yes. spirit, and understand yes. that my body was a vessel of love. Because one person disappointment didn't mean that that a lid had to be shut, because now I'm, that allows me to be toxic. If I'm a vessel, I continue mm-hmm. to open up so that the healing of love continues to flow through me. I don't have to hold that. And just as I'm yes. understanding, I don't have to hold any of that. What heals me and creates mm-hmm. power of me is allowing that love to continue to flow because that's what, what makes me who I am, powerful. And so right. by sending them with love releases it and allows that love to even grow greater in me and continue to flow even more beautifully and powerful and lift me to greater heights than I could ever even imagine. That's the lesson. And oh, carrying that lesson so true. just is powerful. So true. And healing. Yes. And the, I think the key thing that you said there is, you know, the love has to begin with love of self. Yes. And often as women, sometimes we do put ourselves in situations that are not healthy for us with our partners. Right. And we do allow them to get away with stuff because really at the essence of it all, we're perhaps not loving ourselves enough and treating treating ourselves with the respect that we deserve, but we're looking for this other person to, to validate. Exactly. And it just doesn't work like that. Right. And one of my, you know, I've got quite a few sort of like small objectives that I've set out for myself this year. And, you know, to just do something for me that makes me feel good. So one of the things I do every day is I've now started to hug myself every day. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to ask you to pause just for a second because really... If you allow me, please pardon my rudeness, but there's a segment, there's something that I like to do uh, in every session, and it's called Pursuit of Happiness. And this sounds like what we're going into. And so the whole idea with the Pursuit of Happiness, it's a challenge. It's something that I want to create in our community of listeners and women around the world, that the Pursuit of Challenge is a personal uh, challenge that let's say now it's the beginning of the year people make out new year's resolutions or whatever now mm-hmm. i believe in doing these things and starting a little ahead of time but staying on track so every week the challenge is to, what do you do in your p- pursuit of happiness so that challenge you might set a goal and objective for yourself but the commitment is that every mm-hmm. week you must consciously do something that fulfills that pursuit of happiness of self, that brings back self Yes. And what I'd like for any of you listeners to send us, go to our Facebook page, which is uh, Sisters Extraordinaire, and, um, and share what your pursuit, what you did that week that was, you know, outstanding, wonderful in your pursuit of happiness. So what are you doing, Colleen? Will you share with us? in the pursuit of happiness. Yes. So there's a few things that I've started <coughs> doing Excuse this me. year. Well, actually, some of them are sort of following over from last year. Mm-hmm. 
So one of them, like I said, is I am on a daily basis. I now give myself a hug every day. I look at myself in the mirror mm. as I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and I will and I will I say positive statements to myself. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am intelligent. I'm articulate. And I, the list just you know whatever comes to my head. I don't have a script. Whatever uh-huh. comes to my head. Mm-hmm. But this is all about giving myself love and not looking for anybody else to give me love. I have to give it to myself first if I want it from other people. So that's one of the things that I've done this week. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other things I've done is I'm getting into the practice of spending time in silence. Mm, uh And this is really important. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people that do meditate and I know a lot of people that find it very hard to meditate. So I'm not going to actually call it meditation. I'm not going to give it a term. It's just about spending, you know, if you, you need to do that just to take your away spend time in silence just breathe you know let your thoughts just just float away and really just not think about anything and just be still with yourself because women we're always rushing around and you know we're doing this and we're trying to juggle 10 things at once but we never actually take that time to just kind of be so I've been doing that and another thing I'm I've been doing is just trying to visit open spaces. Mm. So like different mm-hmm. parks. London has lots and lots of parks. I mean, even where I live in southeast London, yes. there's about four or five parks that are within walking distance. And I tend to travel in between them. Uh, you know, if I get bored, I go, oh, I'll go to Greenwich Park today or I'll go to mm. Manor Park today. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm also going planning to do is just visit some other parks that are not local to me. Because I think it's really important to put ourselves in nature and to connect with nature and just kind of ground ourselves and earth ourselves as women. Right. So, yeah, those are my, you know, what I like to do in pursuit of happiness. They're very simple things. Yes. You know, they don't cost you any money per right. se. Right. And it's, it's yeah, it's just about sort of creating... Or just doing something different. I mean, whatever right. it is, just do something different, you know? Yes. I love that. I love that. So just, just to uh, reiterate what you said, the three points in, in Colleen's pursuit of happiness is giving herself a hug every day, reaffirming words yes. of self-validation, which is very important, and practicing yes. silence with self, which uh, I, you know, really love because it doesn't have to be called meditation but some people it's getting getting used to being in solitude with yourself because we get a lot of noise in our head silence with self allows you to kind of yes totally silence the noise in your head and be okay with being with yourself and alone and i think that's really important yes and I love the visiting yes. open spaces and connecting with nature. I think as 
people of African descendants and of all indigenous people around the world, you know, we, we live in modern times and we don't connect ourselves with nature. We don't get our hands in the dirt. And I think there's something about getting reconnecting, whether it's open spaces, the sky, the mountains, the rivers, the valleys, uh, or getting your hands in earth, maybe, you know, planting something or cleaning up, you know, for me, I, I do things in a, just a conscious way. Uh, well, first, let me just share what I did, you know, for my pursuit of happiness. And, uh, yes. And uh, so what I did, you know, I, again, I've been ill. So a lot of it means that, okay, it's, it's ironic. Maybe it's, you know, there's a metaphor here at the end of the year where I need to contemplate and be silent. I'm forced to be silenced because of the illness and manifest and force yes. me to have to be still for almost a yes. couple of weeks. <laughs> so that's how you nature works. Choice. That's our energy. <laughs> and so, so not only do yes. I need to nurse, nourish myself, nurse myself, I need to care for myself, love myself. And when I felt healthy yes. enough one day, I, you know, put on some nice comfortable, stretchy clothes. And I did a yoga meditation, uh, which is, oh nice. yes, about, it's about a half hour routine and it's actually very specific. Um, and it's a practice called inner engineering. I did a retreat last year and I, and I, I it frightened me because I realized I did the retreat. I started to practice. So I had a knee problem. So it prevented me from being, uh, consistent. And then I slid off. And so when I was going through the practice, I, I, I frightened myself. I thought, Oh my God, I forgot. And this is too important. And re- really, this is where you need to put more priority on your, your physical yes. and spiritual health, because you can't afford to lose mm-hmm. these tools, you know, because with yes. the practice of these tools, they're given to you so that you actually can see transformation in your life. So you don't want to yes. let go of the practices, and um, I, and that and that was a lesson to me. It, I, I mean, I really f- felt frightened, as if I had lost some very valuable jewelry, and I, I quickly wow <laughs> found my papers and you know got online and you know and and opened up YouTube to find the specific uh, positions and and meditation through it, and I got back to it and I felt the calmness. I and I realized, oh my God, this is so valuable. It's like, you must do this. And I realize how I must continue to incorporate that in my life. Yes. Not daily. Yes. At least uh, several times a week. So I stopped to do that and that was awakening for me and, uh, and it was empowering for me and actually gave me a sense of peace. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Yes. So. So wonderful. And I think, you know, now in the age of technology as well, like you say, you know, you went on YouTube and you had a look and, you know, technology means that sometimes we don't even have to leave our house to access these things. We can That's do them true. from our living room. If we can't afford a retreat, not everybody yes. is in a position or if they've got children, you know, they can't right. all just sort of say, I'm going off for a retreat, you know. That's so true. these things, you know, that you can access them from home. Just You can even get it on your phone. You know, there's always something that you can do that's going to really uplift you. And like you said, you know, it's empowering. Right. You feel a sense of empowerment because you feel like, wow, I'm taking control and I'm doing something. And the most important thing is 
the benefits that you feel, yes. you know, the benefits of what you're doing. That's the main part of anything that you do. Like, you know, whether you're going out into an open space, whether you're, you know, hugging yourself, yes. whatever it is, it's positive and it's going to have a positive effect on you. And that's the main thing. It is. And it is so important uh, that that we know as women, but individually, you know, as individuals and, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. But how to create, have a consistent way of having and creating self-love and positive positivity with balance and well-being without relying on others. It shouldn't be conditional on others. And that's the whole point. Uh, for me about the pursuit of happiness it's about taking care of self and it's independent of anyone else independent in your mind your body absolutely your soul yes so oh well that's wonderful um i appreciate those you know you shared the four your four important elements of health by the way this is going to be all on the uh sister love website which is uh www.sisterlove.com thevibejuice.com and so that we'll share those things so so I have to ask you so now how are you feeling health wise now yes today I am feeling so so much better um so much better yeah I mean I you know it got to the point at towards the end of last year I thought do you know what I need to change my mindset and I need to have a mindset shift because I don't want the health issues to be all consuming like they were last year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, changing my mindset and saying, right, okay, the health issue, it's, it's still there. You know, I have an underactive thyroid and it kind of flared up and we didn't really know what was going on. But, you know, it seems to be under control now. And I had, like, swollen joints and swollen mm. knees. But I was still getting up and saying, right, yes. I'm going to go out and walk because I know it's good to keep everything moving. So I do gentle walks because I couldn't really walk at the pace that I would normally. Yes. But I still tried to get out, you know, when I could and I felt well enough. And then, you know, as it started coming towards the close of the year, I thought, you know what? It's there. It exists but I'm not giving it all the power that I gave it last year. Right. And I'm not going to allow it to consume my year this year because otherwise that will be two years that will fly by and I'll be looking back and saying, well, what did I achieve? So, you know, I decided that I'm coming into this new year with my goals and my plans yes. and I'm going to stick to them. And, you know, when you said to me to, you know, you've been asking me to do the podcast for a a few months now. Yes. And I thought, right, you know what? At the start of the year, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take action. I'm not going to procrastinate. I want to do it and just get my life back on track. And it is about taking control and sometimes not sitting there and wallowing in what is happening with you health-wise. It's all about your mindset and how you're choosing to look at something. And that's what I realized. Exactly. Well, you know, with that in mind, I, you know, it is the beginning of a new year, but I also want to just quickly honor some of the women that we lost last year, 2018, uh, such as mm-hmm. P- Penny Marshall, uh, you know, who was mm-hmm. uh, from um, actress, producer, uh, and she was from the sitcom Laverne and Shirley. We lost Nancy Wilson. Oh, right. Yes. The, the, okay. The fancy Miss Nancy, uh, 
Grammy Award winning jazz singer. And as a kid, I always loved this woman's voice and style. I thought she was just brilliant. Uh, of course, uh, we lost, um, well, I'm going to say, you know, for uh, honor, we lost, of course, Nance, uh, excuse me, Aretha Franklin. Uh, Lady of Soul. Oh, man. That was huge. That oh, was man. a huge one. Yeah, that was huge. You know, what a legacy she's left. You know, when you, you, you lose a black icon like her, a legend. Yes. That is huge. It is huge. You know, it that's is huge. huge. Yes. I mean, wow, from, you know, the things that she's contributed from gospel to soul, from civil rights to, you know, singing in inaugurations. I mean, she was just... Yes, masterful in uh, in a, the title Queen of Soul, well deserved. Yes, you know. Yes, well deserved. There was well deserved. also now speaking of you know what are shocking is when we lose someone that's uh, younger, like, such as uh, Puff Daddy or, or Sean Combs. Uh, oh yes, ex He's Kim a Porter, ex partner, the the mother of his children. Yes, Kim Porter. She's forty seven years old. Oh, wow. You know, and it's yes. it, it's always shocking when it's a, a younger person. It's one thing when a person has lived, you know, um, yes. 80, 90. And these days we kind of expect people to live a little longer if it's, you know, health-wise. But when it comes to women of color, particularly African-American women, and our health, yes, we have to be, you know, our uh, statistics are, you know, are grim when it comes to, you know, uh, our, our lifespans. And so that's why self-care yeah. and self-health, I mean, is, is so important. And, you know, just um, just knowing and getting things diagnosed, hopefully early. Some things are, you know, not always in our control, but we can do the best that we can yes. towards, you know, yes. um, adding to, to, to our lives, the quality and yes. our lifespan. Yes. You know, so important. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, we lost, yeah, the Queen of Soul, and, oh, there were so many other uh, people. And, you know, I forget, even though it's not a, a female, but we forget Joe Jackson passed last year. Yes, he did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he was, I don't know, how old was he, like 79 or something? You know, I'm going to guess that Joe Jackson, let me see, he was about, oh, wow. He, oh, I think he was more yeah, he was no. 89. 89 years old. Oh, wow. And it was pancreatic oh, cancer. Oh, wow. He looked good. Yeah, yeah I know. 89 yeah, years he, old. Oh, pancreatic <clears throat> cancer. But he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looked good. Now, okay, yeah. now you know someone that I have to mention this. This is a male, but I, I loved him, and it was shocking. But Anthony, Anthony Bourdain and Katie Spade passed about the same time. Take, oh, yes. Anthony Bourdain was the chef the guy, chef right? The chef that traveled the world. I don't know. Did you ever watch an episode of uh, uh, Parts Unknown or No Reservations? No, we don't. No, we don't get it here. But I did. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. I went on YouTube. Colleen, yeah, I went brilliant. on YouTube and had a look. Oh, really? And I thought, wow, this is actually quite a good concept oh, and a oh, good it idea. Was brilliant. And he, he was so charming. And oh. Listen you to know, me. Over like such a likable character. Yes, I would say over about maybe five years or so of watching his shows, these episodes—they're so brilliant. They really embody everything that I think and feel and would love to do in the world is to see the world 
get to know the people behind not the the resorts and so forth and the little bit of travel that I've done that has been my my efforts but he did it you know a trans you know he became really kind of a writer uh in his own sense from a past of a chef mm-hmm. and he had such a philosophy about life every place that he went he pondered about the meaning of life and culture and food as you see it in every culture, it transforms you. And, Oh, wow. If you ever get a chance to watch a series of the episodes, uh, I don't know if you have access to Netflix, you might be able to get it, but it's brilliant. And it's so life reaffirming and teaching and respecting of each and every culture. You learn something. He's gone from Mm. Ethiopia to Congo to places that wow we don't hear people going to you know um wow to mm. different parts deep of um i would say thailand and you know Myanmar, which is uh, i forget not called Myanmar anymore but he went to just far reaches of the earth patagonia uh you name it yeah and it was just yeah, yeah, brilliant yeah. and just learning and it just just watching those shows just transcended me, you know, into that, those spaces, you know, through his vision. His yes. Youth. Uh, but also yeah. Kate Spade, who was the designer. And that I was, was just going to say Kate Spade, because actually both of those people committed suicide. Yes. Didn't they? Tragic. She was 55. Now this goes back to our point that I mentioned earlier about yes. your health. So that is your mental mental health, health. and mental and that's spiritual the mental yes. health. Yes, you know. So clearly, these were highly successful people. You know, Kate Spade, a designer. This man, a chef, and you know, he's got his own um, TV program. These are highly successful people at the top of their careers. And, you know, watching Anthony Bourdain, you would never have known he had these, a, a, these were probably you know, the, a mental health issue. Yes. The most tragic deaths of, of 2018 mean? when someone takes their lives. The most tragic. And you, like you said, you think yeah. they have everything to live for in the world. She had children. You know. Yes. And these but careers. You never know what's going on in someone's <clears throat> mind because you can't see their mind. You don't know what's going on. Right. And that's what's so, you know, with mental health. That's, you know, it's been a big topic of discussion, particularly here in the UK. Mm. And I know the royal family, yeah, like, you know, Prince William yes. and Prince Henry have really, Harry, sorry, have really been pushing oh, this really? whole discussion around, yeah, mental health, how important it is, how important it is to listen to people when they're saying they feel exactly. like this or they feel like that. Yeah. So important. So it is, you know, it's, it's, it's that part of your health, mental health. Yes, it's true. Very important. Yes, very important. So, you know, and it it segues just, you know, right, um, and it, you know, actually, you know, follows exactly what we were talking about. And sometimes between the mental health, if there's physiological things that, you know, that also uh, add to that because, and it can be to a degree, but it has to be, you need to get help and be seen. The, The whole point is that call and cry out is to get help. Now, mm. with, with Anthony yeah. Bourdain, he was traveling, and it act, I think he passed in, I want to say, I think it was Paris. I think it was in Paris. It was and, Paris, that's right. right. It was in Paris in his hotel. Yeah, he was filming at the time. You know, right. he was on a filming schedule, right. and obviously went to his hotel and whatever his thought pattern was. 
Yeah. You know? Wow. Just, just, yeah. yeah it was so really important to take care of your health. <laughs> yes, you know, just so reiterating the point. Right. So important. And if you don't have anyone outside yourself or you're hearing voices or you're feeling, you know, just dark and lots of days of despair continuously, you know, reach out. You just have to reach out to someone. And, you know, and if you reach yeah. out to certain people and you feel a sense of guilt, then go to, you know, call a hotline, call somewhere. But yeah. Don't come to the point yeah. that you know, you want to jump a bridge or you want to overdose or, you know, just take mm, your own life. Mm. It's not worth it. And, you know, and more tragically is when people do it and they feel that they have to take others with them. You know, it's such a Yes. Out. Oh, that is so devastating. Yes. It's so devastating, particularly when you're taking children and they're innocent. Exactly. And this nothing to do with them. And this isn't, this isn't their thought pattern. So yeah, it, it can be really devastating. It really can be. Right. Um, and, and again, it's about, you know, what are the things that might be contributing to that in your life? What right. is contributing to that? Is it something that you can, is readily, you know, not, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like a quick fix because mental health is never a quick fix, right. but you do have to kind of just look at what's going on around you and, you know, how it might be impacting you. Exactly. And that's definitely a starting point. Well, you know, there was an article about Anthony Bourdain in The New Yorker, and it was titled The Power of Telling, of Telling the Truth. I think what's the power in telling the truth is being first being truthful to yourself. If you... Oh, God, so true. You know, just sit, taking a moment, and that's where the, the practice of being silent with oneself. Because through being mm -hmm. silent with oneself, some of your self-truth will arise from in, you know, in your subconscious, deep within your mind, your body. And being silent mm. on yourself, if you can come out of that silence and whatever thoughts you have, write them down and, and look at them, reflect on yeah. them and be truthful with oneself. Don't beat yourself up. But if you can see that yes. there's a cry for help, you need to take action. Don't be silent, you know, outside and don't be silent or frozen in, in non-action. Be proactive mm -hmm. in what you're hearing and seeing. I think that's how we can extend the quality of life, you know, uh, mm -hmm. by being proactive. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I mean, one of the things I didn't realize um, last year with what I was saying about my health issues, I was suffering from anxiety. I was having panic attacks. Mm. It, it was mm -hmm. it was quite bad, and I did have therapy and stuff. But what I've what and, and, and that had been going on for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And what eventually happened was my underactive thyroid was contributing to that. And I didn't even know it was See, contributing that's to the it. Physiological, you know, physiological part yes. that, that impacts yes. your emotional, emotional or yes, mental because it, thoughts. Yes, because it was remaining untreated. Right. And I was sort of trying to you know, treat it myself, you know, because I like to, you know, look at alternative medicines and, you know, what can I drink and what herbal medicinals can I put together? But it just <laughs> yeah. didn't, wasn't working and I needed to take this medication. And now that I've started to take this medication, you know, things mm. are just totally different. And my, you know, the whole way I feel is just completely different. So yeah, the physiological <clears throat> impact of something that could also affect your mental health. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and then if you have stresses going on around you as well, then that's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, you know, the thing is, I feel like all of it really, you know, the heart of it is about, you know, just self-awareness as well. Just being aware of yourself and what's going on, what's going on around you, what's going on within you. Mm-hmm. You know, how how is it impacting you? How are you going to change these things? How are you going to improve these things? Right. Yeah, self-awareness. Exactly. Well, you know, so this is a good time to go into our, our, our segment. We have a segment, She Rise, She Rose. This is all about the she rose. Yes. You know, positive women who have, you know, who are with us today or have, are, are, are ancestral, who have done things to do creative, positive impact and roles in our community or societies or whatever. She may be sung, she may be unsung. So we always like to give yes. honor to someone. So, Colleen, do you have a shero? A she rise, she rose. I have a. I have a shero. Okay. Um, she's not that well well known around the world. Okay. Um, and her name is Mary Jane Seacole. Okay. Have how, you heard of her? No. How do, How are you spelling her last name? S E A. C-O-L-E, so C-Cole, and it's all one word. Okay. So basically, she's a Jamaican-born British lady. She was born in 1805 in Kingston, Jamaica. uh And yes, so when the um, Crimean War broke out, they were putting a call out for nurses to come and treat Mm. British soldiers. Mm -hmm. So she applied to the war office in the UK to come and help, and they, they turned her down. So she decided to get on a plane. She came from sort of quite a wealthy family. Her father was Scottish. Mm -hmm. Her mother was black Jamaican. So she was of mixed parentage. Mm -hmm. She decided to travel to um, the UK on her own and um, set up a hotel and was treating servicemen Mm. from this hotel. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there was another nurse that was... So there was her and another nurse who was British, a white British nurse. They were both treating, you know, they were both kind of pioneering nurses, mm, mm-hmm. both treating the servicemen. But the other nurse, I'm not going to mention her name, but, you know, j- just by the fact that she was white and British, mm-hmm. got so much more recognition mm. than Mary Seacole ah, did. Yes. Um, and it wasn't until... Um, you know, various organizations here started campaigns and petitions to say, look, you need to honor this lady. You need to value and respect, you know, what this lady came mm-hmm. to England to do. Mm-hmm. And so in 2004, she was voted the greatest black Britain. Wow. Which is quite a high oh honor. Oh, my goodness. And okay. I Yes. Wow. And we, there's actually a statue in London outside um, a hospital in London called oh, wow. St. Thomas's Hospital, uh-huh. which is near Westminster Bridge. So, you know, she's see, she has received some acclaim, but not nearly as much as the other nurse. Yes. But she is still a hero. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. I love it. So what we're going to do yes. is... Um, this Mary Jane and um, Mary Jane Seacole. And you know what? When you mention it, it does sound familiar to me uh, that I've yes. come across her name. 
I mean, the thing is, I wasn't taught, you know, I didn't know about Mary Jane Seacole until I was in my 20s. So this wasn't, you know, somebody I was even taught about in school. It wasn't right. a name. That's that usually I was the case. Ever really f- but the other nurse I was taught about in school. Ah, uh-huh. That's yes, usually the case. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I just don't want to mention her name because I don't want to really no, we give wanna, her any more power. No, we, we, no you in did that the respect, right thing. Because I feel Mary Jane Seacole really deserves well deserved. her recognition. So I'm so glad that you're, you know, you're going to post something on the page. Yes, and people absolutely. people can actually just go on the internet, and learn about search, her. and there's loads of stuff online that talk about her. You can go into a whole kind of background right. i believe she even wrote a book you know before she passed away in 1881 um at the age of 75 so you know she'd written a book at some point i don't know if that's still in publication i'm sure it would be wow um, but yeah it's worth just kind of you know finding out more and she has a really colorful life she's traveled extensively and you know she's done a lot of things so yes well, you know Mary something? Mary Jane Seacole, we honor you. We honor you. And I have to say, you know, I did find, a, 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 now that you mentioned it, I found a quote. So I'm going to say this, and this is a quote that I found. And this is all going to be on the uh, the Sister Love website. So please visit it, uh, mm-hmm. and you can learn a little bit more. But anyway, she says, uh, a quote is, um, I must say that I don't appreciate your friend's kind wishes and respects to my complexion. If it is, if it had been as dark as a nigger's, wow, I should have just been happy and useful as much respected by those who respect, uh, who respect I value. And as to his offer of bleaching me, I should, even if I were, if it were predictable, decline without any thanks. That's one, but um, something a little more relevant to that she said, she says, um, I am Creole and have good Scotch blood cursing through my veins. Many people have traced to my Scottish blood that energy and activity which are not always found in the Creole race and which have carried me to so many various scenes. And perhaps they are right. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. She, she, She makes a lot of reference to the color of her skin um, yeah, because she faced a lot of prejudice. Right. Wow. Well, Even though one. she was mixed race, obviously she's black. Right. And, you know, she faced a lot of prejudice, but she overcame it all. She rose above it all. You know, and that's right. what's so remarkable about this lady. It was almost like nothing faced her. And, you know, despite experiencing all those, that racial prejudice, she still gave very freely of herself. And like I said, she lived a, a very colorful life and right. traveled and, you know, did great things. Mary Seacole. Mary Jane, here's a, I did find a quote I think was one that we'll put on the site, which is a lot suitable for the purpose of her life. And I think amazingly how people overcame those challenges of, of the day and time that they live in. And the same that we're faced, you know, maybe not the same obstacles, but... They're, they're yes. definitely real and challenges of the day. But here's one quote. She says, and the grateful words and smile, which rewarded me for binding up a wound or giving a cooling drink was a pleasure worth risking life at for at any time. 
I think that was a beautiful, that really captulates uh, her work as a nurse and all the good that she did in reference to oh, totally. the, the people that she she helped, you know, and healed. So. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's... Totally. Wow, that's beautiful. And this is what I, I love about the She Rise, She Rose. So Mary Jane Seacole, you, she rise and she rose. And her she legacy rose. Lives, her legacy lives today. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Well, you know... Yes. Um, with that, I think, you know, we've we touched upon a few things. Um, anything... Um, you know, and uh, since we're getting to our close and winding down our our hour for today, mm. um, anything, Sister Colleen, you know, that you'd like to leave us with today? Um, I usually have, like, um, sometimes a little humor, health, happiness uh, tip. Really, it's just really mm. just because I, I feel my philosophy is that the HQ philosophy is that uh, – you know, with each day with a dose of the bitterness that, you know, we don't know that's coming 2019, just always remember mm-hmm. to to take a cube, the H cube, like sugar, human health happiness, you know, and, mm-hmm. and drop that mm-hmm. in your, you know, in your cup and change that bitterness. Yes. It's like <laughs> taking that lemon and making it lemonade. So, you know, that's that's uh, something I believe in living by, but... Do you have anything? Anything? Oh, totally. So, what do you have uh, planned? Anything yeah. for the year and your outlook for twenty nineteen? So, yeah, right. So, just to touch back on what you said prior, I mean, my my kind of other motto this year is to smile through it all because it's out of my control. So. These things that were kind of making me so anxious and so crazy, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to smile through everything Mm -hmm. because, you know, the things that you can't control, particularly that you're making yourself crazy over and you could be making yourself ill over. So just smile through it all and tell yourself everything is going to be okay. And it will and it will thank you and it you. will because everything is about what you tell yourself is going to happen if you tell yourself it's going to be crazy then guess what expect it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> right yeah but if you t- exactly but if you tell yourself it's going to be good that's you know, right that's what it will be <clears throat> and just you know just 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 smile through it all smile through it all and you're right so you know what it just makes me think I I was just telling someone who's going through some challenges in her life and I think I hope that this listening to our this podcast this episode will really really help her but one of the things I told her I says I know how things get really tough and hard and you feel like it looks the outlook looks gloomy particularly when you can't find mm. work you can't pay your rent feels like your car is going to be repossessed you have no place to go you know there's all these things and this is when i say okay when it's sometimes you need to release and let go the things that are holding you back yes but but in the moment yeah. in the moment one tip in the moment raise your hands above your head even right now if you're listening just raise your hands lift your hands and just blurt out, yes, yay, 
Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Guess what? When you do that, yes. you can't do that and be yes. sad. And then you really can't. There's so much power in that. There's so much power in it. You can't do you can't yes. be sad. So if I'm really in the yes. moment, I'll just throw my hands up and go, Yay, thank you. And, <laughs> and then get back to what I'm doing because it, it it's a paradigm shift instant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, it just throws a yes. wrench in that gloominess. And you know, and so that's yes. that's my tip for the day. <laughs> yes. So absolutely I, I like that. Yes. I like that. So listen to our guest, um not to our guests, I mean our listeners, but if you have a uh, a she roll, she rise, she rolls, a she roll, just you know, again, send us um, a Facebook uh, chime in, comment, a suggestion on you know who you might recommend for uh, a she roll for a future episode. And I just want to say with uh, Colleen Morgan, it's been so wonderful. To have you join, join me and Sister Love. I look forward to our... We're going to continue. Oh, by the way, um, Colleen, I've known you for... How long have we known each other? Oh, my gosh. It's got to be... I think we met in, like, 2003. So I, what's that like? So what is this? About 15, 15 16 years? About 15... 17, I don't know. It's about, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. A long in time. Fact, we were... Yeah, we met at an event, didn't we, at Maxwell's in Oakland? Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, you're right. Because we were doing... Uh, it was at Maxwell's we were that we doing met. Poetry. You, we both had a mutual British friend. Yes, in fact, I, I think we were doing and a poetry. And it was his event. Yeah, it was... A, it was well, I was a co- co-host. Because we had a... Um, you were a co-host. We had a show. Oh, that's right, because they were showing your interview on the screen, It right? was a video. We had a cable show uh, called Culture Shock. And so I, it was my yes. suggestion that we did a live show. And, um, and it's funny that I'm talking about this now because at some time in the future, Colleen, when we get you across the pond, we're going to have to do a live Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar show. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm down for that for sure. Yes. Oh, wow, I can't wait. I miss the Bay Area so much. Oh, I think we've about got to it get every you. day. I've got pictures of it on my vision board. Yes. Which means that I know I'm coming back there one day and of that I'm going to kind of live out there for a while again. Oh, it puts so, such a smile on my yeah, face. Yeah, and I then we actually. I know, but you know, we met that night. Yes. But we, I don't even remember whether we exchanged numbers, but we actually bumped into each other. We were both power walking. Power Lake walking. Merit. Exactly. Remember? Yes, I do. I think I we was on the phone. We were getting our exercise on. <laughs> we were going opposite directions. We were getting our exercise on. Yes. And uh, I think I passed yes. you and I turned around. And it's like, wait a minute. That's Colleen. And you did the yes. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny, but that was wow. really the power of intention and the power of attraction, you know, and eventually we yes. became just really wonderful, great friends. We had an immediate connection, 
And um, yes, but remember, we were both going through very similar things at the time because we were both going through some very big life changes, yes, weren't absolutely. we? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we were. We were both going through some very big life changes. And yes. So we were literally, our lives were like running parallel. It's, it's very interesting. And we had a lot of sim- similarities because we both had a, yes. uh, a media production uh, education background from college, you know. Yes. Um, um, we had a lot of things in common, relationship uh, uh, trials and tribulations at the time, life trials and tribulations, yes. employment trials and tribulations. Uh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were going through it all, girl. Yes, yes. And we're, still, and we're still here to tell the story, and we're still here as Forging we ahead. have this sisterly love and bond. Yes, absolutely. And that's what's amazing about it all. Yes. So, you know, and this is a good time to segue into uh, the fact that we are going to continue the podcast, and that we had really, uh, maybe about three or four years ago, or we connected on a project that we came together on We First. Now, interesting, Colleen. Yes. Uh, your background, you've done coaching, you've done educating and training and, you know, helping to empower groups. Talk a little bit about that before we close today. Yeah. So I've, um, I'm a qualified trainer and a lot of the work that I've been doing is been working in communities to upskill low-skilled adults. Mm -hmm. So it could be some of the courses that I've delivered are accredited courses, so it means that these low-skilled adults can take this course and go out and find employment and then receive further training from their employers so that they can get to, you know, a higher level and, you know, start creating a career for themselves. Um, So I've done a lot of that over, you know, the last sort of 10 years or so. Um, You've also worked with women too, right? Pardon? You've done some work with women and uh, also people from different uh, uh, ethnic Yes, I was part of an organization um, that was, they were called Cockwad. So it's basically this Congolese lady that was campaigning for women's rights in the Congo. Mm -hmm. And she was meeting with lots of different government officials. At one point, we met with um Jeremy Corbyn who is now our lead one of our leading politicians of the Labour Party so we you know we've got a couple of main parties here the Labour Party and and currently in government is a Conservative Party so we met with Jeremy Corbyn just before (coughs) he became leader of the Labour Party and he was going to help us move forward with this project that we'd that I'd helped her to create so yeah I've done a lot of stuff in terms of you know helping people you know whether it's low-skilled adults whether it's you know women's empowerment and I you know that's a part of who I am and it's a part of what I will continue doing right so I so look forward to it you know so listen so that's why we're going to continue our you know our women's uh, health and education the the we first uh, we'll, we'll be continuing yes. the podcast so we'll bring the Brit and the U.S. together and empower women and eventually we'll do it live so you know I'm looking forward to yes. us evolving so for our listeners we just want to say you know um, be sure to follow us subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify yes. 
Uh, you can follow us again on Facebook forward slash Sister Love, or excuse me, Sisters Extraordinaire. And uh, I, you can follow yes. me on Twitter, Sister Love, that's Sista, S-I-S-T-A-L-U-V-E at Song B 510. And please take a moment, leave us a five-star rating. Uh, on iTunes or Spotify in any media platform. And remember, life is not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Thanks for joining us. Stay blessed. Bye.